discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. In this session, I'm going to try and talk to you about how to, um, how we are going to be gathering. And the first point is actually prayer. But before I mention that uh, and get into it, I want to show you something in Acts, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 8, sorry, verse 1. Acts chapter 8 from verse 1. Hallelujah. So Acts chapter 8 from verse 1. He says, And Saul was consenting unto his death, unto Stephen's death. And at that time, there was a, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. You know what happens when the church is not doing its core mandate? Is that persecution sets in. God will do, like I said, God will do anything to make sure that his purpose is accomplished. Which includes doing things that will cause the church to uh, move. So in this particular case, the church at Jerusalem had become very comfortable. Okay, everybody was they were drinking, they were having tea parties, they were having um, drink ups and drink downs, weddings, naming ceremonies. What else do you think they were having? What? They were doing makeups to church, wearing their, their wigs. Sorry? Bone straight. There's a new hairstyle called bone straight. Sorry? It's a type of hair. Wow. Which, how does, is anybody wearing one here? I'm interested. It's very straight. Wow. Bone straight. I didn't, I never knew. I'm not hearing it. Amazing. It's about 2000 USD. Thousand dollars. Bone straight is thousand dollars. About thousand cities. Wow. Shall I put do all though? Let's clap for the ladies. Let's clap for the ladies. We do well. No, I'm inspired. Yes. It means that what you really want to get, you can get. Yeah, if you really want it. You can have it if you want it. Yeah, bone straight, thousand. You can have it. What a blessing. So in this church in Jerusalem, they were doing bone straight hair. Every type of hair some. They were very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. So, the Bible says that a great persecution arose. Okay? And the first person to be killed with that, with that persecution was um, Stephen. There was a problem that came earlier on in their effort to accomplish the, the um, mandate of God upon their lives. There was a, an earlier problem. That was in... Um, um, uh, Acts chapter 5. Yes. 
Yeah, there was one in Acts chapter 5 when they were all arrested. All the apostles were arrested. Okay? And were kept in prison. Prevented from preaching. That one, nobody had to pray. The angel of God came down. Came to open the prison doors and told them to get out. And go and preach the gospel. I don't know if you've seen it before. Acts chapter 5. We are in Acts chapter 8 now. Let's look at it in Acts chapter 5. Let's, let's read from Let's read from verse 14. Okay, so that you see that. It says, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women. This is God's desire. Next verse. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on, the bed, on beds and couches that at, at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed Everyone. So people were being healed. People were being born again as a result of the healings. Then the high priest rose up. So because we were getting so much results, the high priest got angry and rose up. And all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, were filled with anger. Next verse. And laid their hands on the apostles. So they caught the twelve of them and put them in the prison. In the common prison. They put them in the common prison. Next verse. Look at this one. Read this one for me. One to go. Go. Stand and speak in the temple to the people all the west of this land. Wow. So because they were in the gear of going, as Jesus has said, go ye into all the world. When they got into trouble, they were delivered. They didn't need to pray unnecessary prayers like God, do something. No, none of those things. Sometimes Christians, most Christians wonder why they are going through certain types of challenges. You see, because all your prayer is you. Most Christians, I mean, you, you are different. You are different. So I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about some other people. Oh. Uh-huh. Most Christians have one prayer topic. And the topic is them. Give me this. Lord. Oh God. Oh God. Kill my enemies. Oh God. Make sure my path is straight. Oh, you are always giving God instructions. As though God exists because of you. Who exists because of who? Wow. So there are prayers we pray that are, it will never actually be answered. No, no, no. God is not going to move unnecessarily for, for what purpose? Hallelujah. Yeah. These guys were on the move and God had to, God sorted them out. An angel came, opened the prison doors, told them, go and preach. But when they started slowing down, when they became calm, very comfortable, in Acts chapter 6, okay, they sorted their things out. They started growing and all of that. By chapter 7, Stephen had been killed. When Stephen was killed, the Bible says, a great persecution arose. So that's what's in chapter 8. Okay? Go to verse 1 once again. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Are these not the same places where Jesus said they would go to? We shall receive power after the Holy Ghost 
has come upon you, and you shall preach the gospel to, uh, in Judea, in, in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, up to the uttermost parts of the, They were only in Jerusalem. So they needed persecution to let them spread, to scatter them. Wow. wow. So God used Saul, also known as Paul, to scatter the church. Go to verse 4. Acts 8 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Can you imagine? When they were scattered because of the persecution, they all went around preaching the word. I said that is God's primary objective. Okay? And there are Christians who are not interested at all. For instance, we are a lot in the morning. A lot of people have gone home. There are a lot of people are not interested. We are praying that they will be interested. Yes, yeah. The fact that I'm not here does not mean it doesn't mean much. They'll be they'll be interested in Jesus' name. Yeah. But whenever a church starts plateauing along that line and become disinterested in soul winning, in preaching, in bringing people to the church, planting of churches, growing the church, making sure things are working in the house of God, persecution starts setting out in the church. So you see young people dying. You know what I'm talking about. What a shock. Gone too soon. Unfortunate exits. Painful exits. What? Someone said, uh, evaporated. Yes, I saw evaporated. <laughs> I was surprised when I saw it. Evaporated. <laughs> so, because of persecution, they moved. Everybody had to move. Everybody had to move. The nice church, God himself decided to tamper with the nice church so that they can move. There was a certain pastor of a certain church who was into planting of churches and doing things. After planting about 100 to 200 churches, he said, oh, we have done a lot, so let's just be happy. After two years of being happy, his pastors started dying. Young, young pastors, yes. About four of them died just like that. And he was crying to God, God, why? You say, say you say you will not do, you say you are okay. Yeah. If you are okay, then what is their use? What is their use if you are okay? They should come home. They should just be happy in heaven. Heaven is better than earth. Let them go. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I don't think we want such problems. Oh. It? <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to chapter 11. Acts chapter 11, verse 19 now. Acts chapter 11, verse 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen. So this same group of people. Okay? When Stephen died, remember we just read it in chapter 8. When Stephen died, a great persecution arose. And the people went everywhere preaching. So he's showing you some more about those same people. In, verse, in chapter 11, verse 19. It says, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenix and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none, but unto the Jews only. They were preaching. Preaching. Preaching all over the place. Next verse. Verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them. The hand of the Lord was what? 
was with them. It looked as though persecution had arisen, but actually God was with them. You know, as you go out like that, you must be conscious your success in bringing people into the kingdom of God is dependent on your consciousness of the fact that God is with you in what you're doing. In the morning, I was sharing concerning anointed, appointed to act or to, for action. Okay? You are anointed. Remember that. You are anointed. See, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. 1 John 2, 20. Are you born again? If you are born again, then you are anointed. So you don't lack ability from the Spirit. Okay? Say, I don't lack ability from the Spirit. Say it like you mean it. I have ability from the Spirit. Yeah. So as you open your mouth to talk, the Holy Spirit will take over. For some of us didn't know how to preach. Yeah, we didn't know how to preach. All we did was to do our part of making ourselves available. That's all you need to do. If you are my wife, you didn't know how to preach. When you were born, you were preaching. No. None of us knew how to preach. I saw her preaching in a bus some time ago. I saw the video recently. Yeah, she was preaching in a bus. Beautiful girl preaching in a bus. How many? Was it two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Did you know how to preach before? At all. She had never preached in her life. But your responsibility is to make yourself available. Your availability is what makes all the difference. And your consciousness of who is with you is what makes all the difference. Please, you understand? Uh-huh. He says, but you have an unction from the Holy One. The word unction is anointing. Probably you can read the Amplified to help us. But you have, an, you have been anointed. Wow. So it's not the preacher who, it's not only the preacher who is anointed. Can you believe that it's not only the preacher who is anointed? You're also anointed. Tell anybody you're anointed. anointed. Wow. Do you believe it? Do you know when you, you see the manifestation of God with you? When you are talking to people about Jesus. The first signs of healing that I saw around me was on the soul winning field. Trying to bring people to the house of God. Yeah. I remember years ago, one of my guys, my friends was reminding me, you know, this was 2006, 2006, 2007. We went to a village to go and preach. And we were preaching. And we met a woman who was very sick. Very, very sick. And wanted to preach to her, but she was so sick. So, the only thing we could do was to pray for her. So I laid hands on her. The Bible says, those who believe shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But I showed her that scripture that the Bible says, if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I believe, so I'm laying hands on you. You recover. You are going back, we'll come back in the evening and you'll be fine. And I laid hands on her and prayed for her. We came back, that was around, it was around 11 a.m. We came back around 5 p.m. And she was cooking. She was cooking all over the place. Happy cooking. Yeah. So when we invited her to church, she didn't say, she couldn't say no. Ah, because of you, I'm cooking and I'm moving around. Ah, in the evening she was there. She finished cooking and came. So the only time you see the manifestation of the Spirit around you or the power of God around you, okay, the first manifestations of it is when you go out there, when you try to do something for somebody. Yeah. Most of the time when I go out there, my eyes are open. I become like a prophet. I can tell you about your mother and tell you about your father and say, ah, God is telling me this and telling me that. Hey! And it's like, it is happening live. Why? Because I've made myself available. God is looking for people. 
Can you imagine that God is looking for Christians to work with? And he's not finding. So when you make yourself available, it's like he has found a gem that you can use. And that's what you need to do. Just make yourself available. Okay? Your availability is the most important thing with soul winning and evangelism and stabilizing people. Hallelujah. Says, but you have, you have been anointed by, you hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One, and you all know the truth, or you know all things. Wow. See, I'm anointed. I think that should bring you some confidence, isn't it? Because you know the anointing makes your life beautiful. The anointing makes your life sweet. The anointing makes your life special. And God has anointed you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Look at 2 Corinthians 1, 20. There are a lot of Christians who are not confident. But you have to be confident. Because you are different. Okay? It says, for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. This is beautiful. And it says, now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Have you seen it? Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. It says, God has anointed you. So I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is upon my life. I'm anointed with the Spirit. You know, the word anoint is to smear. So this morning, every one of us, maybe some guys didn't, but every one of us anointed yourself with body cream before coming. Most guys are not. Hallelujah. Not some guys, some guys. I, want, I wanted to say, if, if you anointed your body, lift your hand, but I won't say it. It's okay. We don't have any problems in the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. So to anoint means to smear. Okay? Uh-huh. So the material with which you are smeared is what makes the difference. If you are anointed with cocoa butter, I mean, that's, that you, cocoa butter is what you have on you. That's all. Isn't it? If you are anointed with Vaseline, it's just Vaseline. If it's in Kuto, it's just in Kuto. But we are, in, in the Lord, in Christ, we are anointed with the Holy Ghost himself. So it makes your life special. You are different. You are marked for greatness. That is your life. Say it like you, you, you know what I'm talking about. See, I'm marked for greatness. Yeah, so God has anointed you. Okay? He has anointed you. He has set you apart. And because you are anointed, He is with you. He is with you. He says, The Lord was with them. The Lord was with them. Go to Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark 16. Um, let's read all the way from 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. So I should go out there. In his name you shall cast out devils. You don't need to think twice about it. If you hear someone is demon possessed, you are the one to cast the devil out. Why? Because you are a child of God. And you are the one who has been anointed by God. Yeah. Keep your finger here. First John chapter 3 verse 8. Look at First John 3 8. So be empowered. Tell me about be empowered. Be empowered. Yeah, don't be afraid. Okay? Don't be afraid. When you hear someone is demon possessed, you are, I'm here. Yeah. I am here. Say, I am here. I am here. 
You see, there's no difference between you and the preacher. No. There's no difference between you and the preacher. The only difference is that the preacher thinks that he's anointed. You don't think that you're anointed. That's the difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I'm anointed. I know I'm anointed. I know God is with me. Yeah. I know when I stretch for my hands for something to happen, something will happen. All those of you here, stand up and let me, let me show them something. No, the first line. That's the first line. So those are on the first line. What do you want from the Lord? It's a difficult question to ask, isn't it? <laughs> One of the easiest ways of telling that the power of God is present is the fall of people. One day, uh, Jesus was going to be arrested. And the soldiers came to him. And he asked them, who do you want to arrest? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Then he said, I am. I am he. He actually said, I am. When he said, I am, they all went back and fell to the ground. So the, that power, which is the glory of God, even shows forth when it's unbelievers. That's why an unbeliever can't even take your... Your phone should not be stolen. Your bag should not be stolen. None of those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The manifestation of the Spirit works with you as you decide to make yourself available. As you decide to go out there, God is working with you. And he confirms your words with miracles, signs, and wonders. When you say A, it happens. When you say B, it happens. When you say come, they come. When you say go, they go. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you want from the Lord? Sorry? An impartation from the Spirit. Paul said, you know, some of these things, when we do some of these things, it establishes you in the Lord. Okay? Yeah. It it establishes you in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because you make yourself available, the Lord will do anything with you. Okay? And when you talk, they cannot resist your words. You know what? Do you know one of the things that the Holy Spirit does when it comes into your life? He makes your words irresistible. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Let's, let's read Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Remember, he says he has anointed you, right? The one who has anointed us is God. The one who establishes us and has anointed us is God. So he says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. So something happened. They saw clothing tongues. They saw, let's read Amplified. I'm sure to help us understand even some more. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire. So they saw tongue. Eh? Tongues resembling fire. The tongues resembled fire. Okay? Which were separated and distributed and which settled on each one of them. Now, what does this signify? This signifies the unquenchable ability of the Spirit as you speak. 
or the fire ability of the spirit as you speak. Like as you speak, nobody can resist your words. If you've noticed, every time they preach, something happened. Because something had, something had happened to them. This thing happens to everyone who receives the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, clothing tongues as a fire comes upon you. Your words cannot be resisted. And we see two manifestations of it. In this same verses, in chapter 2, there's something that happened. When Peter preached, so let me show it to you. We are in chapter 2 now. Go all the way. After Peter had preached, look at verse, verse 37. Acts 2, verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What, who, what happened? They were pricked in their hearts. They were, they were pushed in their hearts. Like they responded. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Can you see? Yeah. The people could not resist their words. They could not resist their words. A similar thing happened in, in Stephen's case. So in Acts chapter 6, look at verse 8. Acts chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Why did he do great wonders and miracles among the people? Because he was full of faith and of power. What is faith? Faith is assurance. Assurance of what? What God has done. Do you see? The assurance of the fact that God is with me. Keep your finger here. Go to, we were reading Mark chapter, chapter 16, you remember? We read to a point, but we didn't finish. So let me finish that one and then we'll come back to this, okay? Mark chapter 16, we were in verse 8. It says, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So as you go out there, when you see someone who is sick, lay hands on the person. The only evidence that Jesus is still alive is the fact that he does what he was doing before he died. Through you. So it's not just about preaching. As you preach, your preaching must be confirmed with miracles, signs, and wonders. Or else nobody will follow you. Do you see? So, as you go out there, be conscious of not just talking. As you are talking, know that the Holy Ghost is in your words. And he is confirming his word with miracles, signs, and wonders. Okay? If there's anyone who is sick, pray for the person. If the person's leg, if you, if you hear pain, you are blessed. Just lay hands on the person. And know of assurance that as you pray for the person, that sickness is gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm showing you how to do the preaching. The preaching must be done with the consciousness of the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's the first testifier. You are the second testifier. And he testifies with miracles, signs, and wonders following he gives you all these signs. It's these signs shall follow them that believe. Okay? This is what makes us know that Jesus is alive. Without this, we will not know that Jesus is alive. I know Jesus is alive because I've received him. But the one who you are going to talk to does not know that Jesus is alive. There are Christians who have believed, but then they don't know that Jesus is alive because they've not had any experience with him. As you preach, the Lord will touch their hearts. He says their hearts they were pricked in their hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at your next verse, verse 18. Okay. They shall take up serpents and if they drink anything, they shall. Next verse. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. So the Lord left and sat on the right hand of God. Next verse. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working 
with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So the Lord was working with them and he was confirming the word which they preached with signs following. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you a preacher of the word? Are you a child of God? Every child of God is a preacher of the word. So as you preach the word, he says he confirms the word with signs following. So be ready for signs to follow. Don't, don't, don't even, don't even, like, it doesn't matter whether you feel something or not. It makes no difference. Before you step out there, you do what I, what I said earlier. You pray. I'm going to show you how to pray. You pray, and then you step out. When you step out, know that the power of God is available. Just be assured that the power of God is available. The, the message is not preached without the power. It doesn't make, that is why our, that's why young, a lot of young people don't want to hear about Jesus. Because there's no power. There's no evidence that Jesus is alive. Because when we preach, you forget to pray. And we forget to ask if there's a problem. What is, what, what, you see, I ask you, what do you want God to do for you? And you couldn't even tell. You, it's, diff- it's one of the most difficult questions on earth. But sometimes people will find something. They'll let you know, oh, my, something is paining me here. Now, if you are praying and you don't, if you are praying for the person, you don't feel anything. It makes no difference. It's not feeling. You didn't say, and they went forth and preached everywhere with their feelings as the Lord confirmed the word and they felt and signs followed. No, there's no feeling. In, you don't need to feel anything anywhere. It's just a knowledge and knowing of the fact that the Lord is with you. If the Lord is with me, as I, when I pray for you, something is going to happen. There's power in your prayer. What do you think? Yeah. So go back to the other place where we're reading. We're reading Acts chapter 6, right? We're going to read Acts chapter 6. We're going to read verse 8. We're reading verse 8. And Stephen, full of power, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertans, and Cyrenians, and Alexandrians, and of them of Cilicia, and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. Read the next verse. One to go. Read it once again. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was with him. They could not resist what he was saying. So when he said, follow me to church, you'll be surprised. This morning, my wife was coming to church and she met people on the road, these boys who clean their windscreen and all of that. And she told them, sit in the car, I'm taking you to church. And they sat in the car and they came to church. Yeah. Am I lying? <laughs> Someone has responded for you. Hallelujah. They were not able to raise it. So when you invite, you see that your consciousness is what makes all the difference. Do you see? Decide that you're not going to struggle with people. Oh, come to my church. I don't come. Oh, come. No. You don't need that. Tell anybody, you don't need that. Before you step out there, it's called the power of God. Stir up the power of God inside you. That's all you need to do. Stir up the power of God inside you. Think, knowing that as you talk, they can't resist your speech. They, can't, they will follow you. Let me show you another one. Are you surprised that these things are in the Bible? Acts chapter 13. Look at verse 42. There were religious folks who rejected the word as well. Okay? But let me show you this one. It says, and when, But when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, 
the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So Paul and Barnabas preached. And when they preached, the Bible says that the Gentiles besought them that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Next verse. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and the religious Christians followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue the grace of God. Verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Almost the whole city came together to come and hear the word. Yes. They could not resist their words. The whole city, almost the whole city. Almost the whole city. The whole city was, was quiet. I mean, the outskirts was Everybody came to come and hear. You see, it's a consciousness. Yes, it's a consciousness that we, you and I must have as we make efforts to tell people about the Lord. Okay? That is what happens to, to you. You go, you come back. You see, you go. You, they preach to you, you go. But then you want to come back. I've had meetings where I'm closing and people say, no, 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 don't close. Yeah. Because I'm conscious of this particular thing. That as I preach to you, you cannot resist what I'm saying. The word I'm preaching is working in your life. And it's going to cause you to produce results. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me show you another one. Acts chapter 16. Verse 13. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a river side, where prayer was known to be made, or wants to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted there, or resorted there, or stayed there. And a certain woman named Lydia, this is the first time you are meeting this woman. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us. The secret is for, her, for them to hear. She heard us. Whose heart the Lord opened? That she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Have you seen it? Her, her heart was opened by the Lord. So as you are preaching to them, know that the, the Lord is working with you. And what does the Lord do? He opens their hearts. What does the Lord do? He breaks their hearts. What does the Lord do? He makes sure that your words are irresistible. Please, you understand? And you will have massive results. So don't just step out. Okay? We are going to be pairing some of you. Some of you will be doing various things here and there in order to have a, for us to have a very wonderful uh, meeting on 7th. Be confident as you go. Okay? Remember, I'm anointed of God. Say, I'm anointed of God. The Lord is with me. They cannot resist my words. The Lord pricks their hearts. As I speak, they will gather. They will follow. They will be in church with me. The Lord is opening their hearts. And he's confirming the words with miracles, signs, and wonders following. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are confident now. But before you go out, you can play this message for yourself. And remind yourself of what you are, what you are, do, what you are going to do. As I'm stepping out, this is what is happening. This is what is happening. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you not step out with fear. Hey, where, where, where would they even be? Where would they, where would I meet the people? He says, the whole city gathered. The whole city gathered. Wow. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is working with you. Hebrews chapter 2. Let's read from verse 3. Okay, let's read from verse 2. It's nicer from verse 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense or reward, 
How shall we escape? <laughs> Is anybody feeling, not feeling well here? Is anybody with any pain? Come. The Lord told me that, that, is, that is a better way of proving it to them. <laughs> Just when I was preaching, he said, the first one was powerful, but this is a better way of proving it to them. Amazing, isn't it? What's wrong, what's wrong with you? Whisping. Wow. Amazing. Let's pray for your whisping. So what, what can't you do? To lift anything or bent or carry anything heavy. Yeah. Wow. Father, thank you for healing for your daughter right now. In the name that every single thing responds to. In a name that pain responds to. I command this pain to go away now. You said in your word that we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Thank you for instant recovery right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so check it and see. I didn't feel anything. You know what? When I was praying, a voice told me, you should have used your right hand. Why are you using your left hand? Yes. And I said to that voice, he didn't say, you shall lay your right hands on the sick and they shall recover. He said, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yeah. So you too, when you go out there and you are laying hands on someone, you will hear something saying to you, hey, are you sure that this thing is going to happen? Don't mind them. Just pray for the person and everything will be fine. Yeah. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which are the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Next verse. God also bearing them witness. God is interested. As for God, he has been ready since. Before you got born, he was ready. He has been waiting for you to bear witness that you are from him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. The word gifts there is diversities, different divisions of the Spirit. Okay? Yeah. Meaning that the Spirit can leave you. The word, the word let me show it to you. Let me show it to you well. The word uh, gifts there is not charis or charisma, like you have gifts in every other place in the Bible. This one is merismos. That's a Greek word. And it means division or partition or distribution of various kinds or separation so far as to cleave asunder or separate. I don't know if you're seeing it. So what he's saying is that the, whole, the Lord was bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and divisions of the Holy Spirit. Okay? For instance, I just prayed for them and the spirit of understanding was what was manifested to me that this is what is happening to them. The spirit of understanding is, is being enhanced in their lives. So the spirit can leave you to the person. The spirit is like charged particles. It's like a perfume. If I, if I spray myself and you come and hug me, okay, and you go away and somebody knows my smell and you, you come, he comes close, you said, ah, you've been with Pastor T. Why? Because he can smell my perfume on you. The Holy Ghost is like that. The Holy Ghost is a person, but he has charges or perfumes on him that can move from you to others. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. 
That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 11, that I can't wait to see you, that it may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. You can impart the spirit to people. But the spirit will not leave you. The fact that you gave the spirit to somebody does not mean that the spirit has left you. I don't forget it. Uh, there's a division of the spirit. There are various divisions of the spirit. As he wails. Hallelujah. Bring the seat. You, you are too powerful. You don't, just that you don't know. Okay, come and try and come and sit on it. Be happy. Enjoy yourself. You are too powerful, just like you don't know. You are too charged. Too charged. Too charged. But you don't know. You see, wherever you sit, you leave that you leave an impartation of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you sit. Okay, try standing up. Be happy. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> How do you feel? So different. Like, so different. How different? I can't tell, but it's, it's different. I can't tell. Okay, another person should come and sit on it and see. Pass them. Come. Okay, son, you can try and sit. You know, you need, you need, an, you need an upgrade in your life, right? So this is it. Sit down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, you don't even need to say it. Sometimes you wonder how people change. If someone comes to church, ah, it's like, it's like he's not changing. Then some, after a while, it's like he's changing. Uh-huh. You, you don't know how the person starts changing. We, the preachers, don't know. They also don't know what happened to them, for them to become correct. Uh-huh. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto their spirit and their life. As you are talking to someone, the spirit is leaving you and imparting the person. Sometimes people sit on the seat, a seat you, are, you sat on and they are imparted by the Spirit. That is on you. So they start thinking the same way you think. They start behaving the way you behave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you feel? I feel so relieved and free. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Thank you. Let's give a round of applause. Everything about you is charged. You can impart people with the spirit of God who is inside you. Okay? Yeah. He bears witness with you. He bears witness with you. Because you are so special to him. You are so important to him. Remember, you are the Ark of Covenant. You know you are the Ark of Covenant. <laughs> you are the Ark of Covenant. Moving around. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked. Be not, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can you still feel the power? <laughs> For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ? He's, this, he's describing you and people who are not in the house of God. He calls you righteousness. He calls them unrighteousness. Okay? Then he says, and what concord has Christ? He calls you Christ and he calls them Belial. Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? Next verse. Then he says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. So where is God? 
God is in you. He's not in you for fun. He's in you with all of his power. He's in you with all of himself. Please, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You are supercharged, I tell you. Yeah. The power of God is inside you. You are not ordinary. They stole the Ark of Covenant. The, the Philistines took the Ark of Covenant. And it was not easy for them at all. It was not easy for them at all. They had boils, cancers, all kinds of things happening to them. They put, they put the Ark of Covenant in front of their God. Their God fell down, broke his neck, broke his... Every, I mean, this was not a small thing for them at all. The Ark of Covenant... When the Ark of Covenant shows up, the enemies of Israel, the enemies of Israel know that Israel has the victory. When the Ark of Covenant shows up, they know that they are in trouble. And you are the Ark of Covenant. When the priest bore the Ark of Covenant and stood in Jordan, the Jordan parted. Why? Because the presence of God was there. You are now the, your, the presence of God is in you now. That is why you are full of power. That's why you are, you are charged with the supernatural abilities of God. The only difference is confidence. Be confident of what God has done. Okay? Yeah. God would have you confident, not robbed of confidence because of one thing or the other. That would, I don't know if, if I'm even special. And that's what the, the devil likes that. The devil likes it when the children of God are not confident. They feel, for instance, a lot of people prefer to go to a church where they'll tell them, I see a demon chasing you. Robbing them of confidence. Do you see? That, that, that is for the purpose of robbing you of confidence. If you don't come for me to pray for you, you will die tomorrow. Hasn't the Bible said that death is yours? Do you see? So, God's aim is for you to be so confident, so confident in Him, in you, so confident of the fact that He's with you, so confident of the fact that wherever you go, wherever you go, He has gone. Yes. You are the one by whom His fragrance spreads everywhere. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. You are too important. When God gets one of you, what you will do, I tell you. I was telling some people, if God has done something with my small life, how about you? I think you are better than me. Yes, I feel you. Because I didn't know the things I'm telling you when I was your age. You are far better than me. Yeah. So you just imagine what you are going to do or what God is going to do with your life. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So don't go out just like that. When you are paired with someone, don't just go out. Tell the person, come and let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Lay the whole shot. Why do you pray in tongues? We pray in tongues to stir ourselves up. He says the gifts and the callings of God are to be stirred up. Stir up the giftings and the callings of God that are in you through the laying out of hands of the apostles. Okay? He's talking about stirring up the power of God inside you. As you speak in tongues, you are stirring up that power. Stirring up that power. And you, you, you start thinking along these lines. As I go out there, they cannot resist my words. They cannot resist my words. Listen, the Lord added to the church daily such as we're supposed to be saved. Every day, there are some people to be, to be added. Not one or two. There are many people to be added daily. Every day, some people must be added to our church and to other churches. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Look at this. It's, now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Next verse. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. We are unto God a sweet savor. We are God's sweet fragrance of Christ. I don't know if you get it. 
It's like we are the smell of Christ. When we show up, Christ has showed up. Did you catch it? Yeah. You are too important. For we are unto God the sweet savor of Christ. In them that are saved and in them that perish. Then he says, for to one we are, next verse, to the one we are the savor of death unto death. And to the other the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Only God has made you sufficient for these things. So those who are perishing, when they see you, they, you are a saver, you are an order to them. It reminds them that they are going to perish. And when those who are saved also see you, it reminds them that they have life. And that they can be better. You get it? So your life is a message to everybody. That's what you have become. And the Lord is the one who has made you such. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm special. I'm special. Say it like you mean it. Yeah. Say the Holy Ghost is in me. I'm a witness. I'm a soul winner. I'm a soul winner. They cannot resist my words. As I talk, they are following me. I remember when South Africa, we, we did some evangelism. You know, you would think that maybe foreigners will not respond to you. You, see, you would think that foreigners might not respond to you. We went for a meeting and we were taxed to go and win souls in Rambeg. I was talking to one person. Another person came to add. Another person came to add. Before I realized, we were about six people with me. And I was sharing with them the word of God. Wow. They cannot resist your words. They can't resist your words. The Lord will show you what to say. Look at Matthew chapter 10. Let me finish with this. Matthew chapter 10. Oh, Liga Hadava. Let's read um, from verse 5. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 5. Oh, it's so nice. Let me read. I'll just jump some of them, okay? Now, he says that, this is Jesus. Jesus was sending the twelve. Verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into, the, into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he showed them where to go. Do you see? Because he had not died, he was sent to Israel. So he decided to let them go to Israel. Okay? Then he says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Have you seen it? Now, this is Jesus before he died though. He has not died. But he was able to give them power. Through his words, that you have power. Go and go and do it. And when they went, they got results. And they came back to come and tell Jesus that we had results. Even the devils were bowing down to us. Yeah, this is before he died. How much more now that he has died and risen from the dead? At this time, he had not died. No power. The power for resurrection had not come. So how much more now that he has resurrected? And he's inside you. When he stretched forth your hands. I can't wait for you to step out to practice it. Go down now. Let's see verse 19. But when they deliver you up, this is when, they, when you are caught in a situation where you don't know what to say. That's what he's telling you. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak. Don't start thinking about, oh, what shall I say, what shall I say? I just saw uh, a parliamentarian, I'm supposed to tell you, what shall I say, what shall I say, what shall I say? 
Don't worry. He says, don't take thought. When you are caught, when you are, when they deliver you up, when you are caught in a situation, take no thought how or what you shall speak. For it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. It shall be given you what you shall speak. Next verse. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. Did you hear what I said? It is the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. Now at this time, these guys are not born again. So the father was not in them. Do you see? So Jesus was saying something that was very was way higher than their time. But it was working because we we're close to him. He says, For it is not there, it's not ye that speak. In our time, this is active, this is happening practically. It is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father who speaketh in you. So as you talk, the Holy Ghost is talking. Can anybody resist the Holy Ghost? He's there to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And he's working with you, confirming his word signs and wonders follow. So brothers and sisters, I came to tell you that as we make attempts to move and plan and do all the things we are doing, remember that the Holy Ghost is the first testifier. Remember that the Holy Ghost is the one who is sent by God to do these things and you are partnering with Him. You see, you are partnering with Him to bring results. And He's ready. Are you ready? The Holy Ghost is ready. Are you ready? Ask your neighbor, are you ready? God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.